From the heart of America to the corners of the globe, welcome to Voices of Distilling, powered by the American Distilling Institute. Unearth the stories, the passion, and the faces behind every drop. Dive deep into the world where tradition meets innovation with me, your host, Ronnell Richards. Let's tap into the spirit of distilling where every voice is unique, but the heart remains the same. Let the journey begin. Welcome back to Voices of Distilling. I am Ronnell Richards, the host of Voices of Distilling, and I am joined by a podcasting pro. And uh, I mean, you've had a really successful podcast for quite some time, Kenny. I've got yeah. I've got Kenny Coleman here of Pursuit Spirits and the Bourbon Pursuit podcast. Yeah. Should I say, should it be the Bourbon Pursuit? Because we're just Bourbon Pursuit. What I do mean, you we prefer? always say Bourbon Pursuit, but we are the self-proclaimed official podcast of bourbon. I love it. Yes. Yeah. All right. So I think, so I'm an Ohio State fan. So okay. Go we Bucks. Are, we, go Bucks. We are the Ohio State University. So I'm going to go the, the Bourbon Pursuit podcast. Nah, okay. I'll the, take it. All right. Well, I'll take it. Welcome in, man. It's really cool to, to, to sit down with you. I've been looking forward to this conversation and just kind of chopping it up. Um, you know, this whole show is about just exposing the ADI community to all of the different diverse voices in our community, people doing really cool things and just give them a platform to, to share with others, share with our membership. And so you, um, let's, before we get this thing started, there's one thing I want to, I like to do. Sure. And I've done this on every episode. Okay. okay. And that You're not is. You're me with like technical questions. Yeah, man. You? Totally technical. Oh, okay. So, and these are scientific questions. Oh, there, all right. 51% corn. <laughs> that's, that's as far that's as it goes yeah, for I you. I make it till I make it. You and me too. Okay. All right. No, these are little known distilling facts. Okay. All right. Distilling industry facts. So I got one for you. Did you know King Henry IV of France had his own royal distillery in the 16th century and was a big fan of brandy? I did not know that. I did not now, know that. Now, brandy, I could see the brandy side. I yeah. can, that, that would make sense. But no, I did not know he yeah. had his own distillery. Well, neither did I until I just read that. Um, I don't know that I cared that <laughs> much you, either. But do, you like, do you like go down to like the Google engine and try to figure out like what are the random distilling facts that oh, nobody knows man, about? I'm way better than that. I'm using chat GPT. Oh, baby. even better. <laughs> oh, we put a little AI, a little intelligence behind it. Yeah, so, yeah. easy. Oh, that's so smart. I was, I, I will be really excited to figure out like when the... So, we kind of talked about beforehand. I, I work in tech is still my, my day job while yeah. we're trying to get the bourbon business off and running. And of course, right now, AI is the hottest thing that's Absolutely. out there. And so I'm trying to figure out when are these two worlds going to collide of like AI and distilling or something like that. Like, yeah. I mean, to be fair, all the press releases I write now are all done via chat GPT. Yeah. Right. Well, it's so much easier to get the mind rolling and get the, the ideas started and stuff like that. So we're, we're incorporating it mostly on a, a marketing side right now, but it'll be interesting to see if there's ever a time when the two worlds really do collide. You know what? Um, I didn't think we were going to go down that road with this conversation, <laughs> Kenny, but you know, I think this is something that's really important and something that our membership should be thinking about. Like, so I'm the marketing guy, right? And I absolutely leverage ChatGPT to help with the marketing. It's great for ideation. Um, it's great for oh, you know, every like we use it for the podcast. When I'll I'll go ahead, we'll create the show notes, and instead of me having to come up and think of the entire intro, yeah, I'll just throw it in there and say, write me a summary, yeah, and then give me a title. 
and, it, and it's just like it's it and it's, it gets you like 90 percent of the way there yeah. right? you want to tweak a few oh, you things know, I, I say for me i say a little less a little less because i think that that there's like there's 75%. this art yeah 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 seventy five percent because that the other twenty five percent that's you that's the artistry that's your your personality your unique brand identity those things that kind of need to be woven into that they do um, but I think it's a valuable tool that everyone should be leaning into and I know it's a little scary for folks out there but you need to be thinking how can you leverage this in your business I look at it like any other tool in in oh, business absolutely. right like let's let's say uh, let's say phones that's not very controversial right right but it probably was about you know 75 years ago when people were like well you're just gonna call someone well that's not <laughs> personal like you <laughs> gotta go so there weird. and show up and you gotta knock on their door and you gotta shake their hand how can you call some you can't shake their hand through the phone right so <laughs> I, I, I would imagine it was something we weren't around back then but I would imagine it was something like that so I think you just kind of gotta figure figure out how to use it how to leverage it without losing that you, do, you still have the, the personal touch to it. You have to have some sort of brand-centric approach to it as well. And as you kind of mentioned, it's what we use it for. It's not about getting you to the goal line. It's about letting the idea start being generated from it. Because yeah. it, yes. to be fair, it's like a lot of us, we, we focus on more important things. The podcast or running a business and you're not a copywriter. And yeah our vocabulary isn't extensive yes. as it is that too. So it's like, yeah, sure. Make me something and make it sound eloquent mm -hmm. and it'll do that for you. <laughs> is that what you're doing, Kenny? Uh, well, <laughs> I'll tell you what, there's actually some I really thought you were eloquent all this time, man. Oh, Apparently no, chat GPT is. All it is, is just, you know, regurgitate that. No, but funny thing is, is that if you use chat GPT and you say, put this in here and like create me a summary. And then you say, create me a summary that will shock and awe. Yeah. And then wait till you see like what it comes out with. Oh, there's some there's some gems that. Oh, come that's out. a lot of fun. Yeah, I haven't tried that. You could do some that or like write me a press release in uh, like as if it was George Clooney speaking. Yeah. And it'll it'll feel like that or Ryan Reynolds or whatever uh -huh. it's going to be. Have you tried that? Yes, it All works. Right. And have you read it like you're. No, Ryan no, 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 no. <laughs> but, you know, you just start testing out random things. And yeah. Figuring out what I think works. I would do it like Liam Neeson, though. I would be like, oh, yeah. Yeah. And then I would do it in the just, Liam Neeson voice. Just like very like short, yeah. abrupt. And it's like, I don't know where you are, <laughs> but I will find you. <laughs> I love it. All right, man. So let's get into what's going on in, in your world. So um, so you released a brand. Yeah. Um, and it's been two years now, right? Correct. Correct. Tell I me mean, about that. Well, I mean, it, it all kind of stemmed from the podcast. Yeah. Like that's really where it was all born. I mean, we've been thankful that we were one of the very first ones that were on the market of trying to bring. It's kind of like what you're doing. We, we saw this and we said, what's missing in the market? Because I didn't want to be a review podcast or just sit there and try stuff and tell people what to buy it's like every, that's so subjective yeah. and, and it's not really what the show was meant to be so what we want to do is we focus on how do we give voices from inside the industry an opportunity to be able to connect with the people and so how do we connect the brands and the people and that was really the mission of it and it was a it's a great concept and now we release three episodes every single week so it's we're constantly busy with it but that's a lot of work it, it is and yeah i mean I always say what we're doing right here, sitting here talking, this is the easy part. Oh, absolutely. This is, it's, after this, it's, it's the, well, I mean, you have all the logistics setting it up. You have the post-production. It's the marketing. It's getting it out there. So there is, uh, it, it takes a long time. So mm -hmm. you think an hour podcast, there's probably about nine hours of work that just goes into mm -hmm. getting something out the door. Yeah. 
And then, like I said, that was, we had a really good opportunity that, that kind of knocked on our door and because we, we talked about a brand on the podcast and somebody called me about two weeks later and they're like, Hey, I, I helped build that brand. Would you be interested in starting your own? Mm -hmm. And we're like, well, tell me more. And so, like I said, now we've kind of, now we're a few years into it, uh, about 5 million in debt with about five more million to go. And but everybody so here knows about the, what that's the objective like. is to make money, right? Uh, well, like. eventually, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's. But I mean, that we're. I really love what we're doing because we're not trying to boil the ocean. We're not trying to compete with the big guys in the industry. Like we're there's enough room that everybody can have their kind of slice of the pie. Sure. And what we're, I mean, our final scale point is just going to be a drop in the bucket compared to probably even a lot of the people that are inside of ADI as well. But we really just looked at it and we said, we have a, a unique story. And like, we don't come from generations of legacy distilling. Like, yeah. we didn't have businesses that we sold and we said, you know what? Let's just do bourbon. Like, it's everything is done, built out of pure passion. Yeah. And what we really, so we just, we just love the industry. We love the product. We love being able to talk about it. And there's just a drive that continues to keep us going to make sure that we can create better products and keep putting it out there. and continue to differentiate herself because I feel that nobody has a story like ours. Nobody has a story that, you know, they start off with a podcast and it blew up and now yeah, you, so tell you us the story, share the story. Well, I mean, that's, that's, that's what it really was is like, you know, I, I do this a lot when I do the presentations for folks and just say like, it's a very unique thing to kind of look at us and say, well, these guys didn't just come from silver spoons. They didn't sit there and uh, have trust funds or anything like that to go build anything. I mean, as we were kind of mentioned before the show started, every dollar that we have made off sales has gone back into the building the business, whether that's buying barrels, whether it's buying products, um, paying for marketing. Like yeah. we have yet to pay ourselves yet in this venture a few years into it. So mm -hmm. we we see the, I mean, I'm sure everybody else does. Uh, you see the, the spreadsheet shows that it's going up and to the right, but we just have to make sure that we're, we're going to hit those goals. In that well. trajectory. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I find it really interesting um, that you built a community and then launched a brand from the community. And I think that's yes. something that, um, that a lot of people can learn from. We're kind of seeing some of that clearly with like celebrity brands and everything. I think it's a, I personally think we're not it's a, a celebrity little, brand, by the way. So. I think <laughs> that it's, I think that it's, there's, there's a big difference. Like, the celebrity brand is to me it's a less intimate it's like hey i was in some movies here's my name i'm attaching it to that whereas you've built a community and then you you've yeah. launched a brand off the back of that community um in the sense that and you've you've earned equity with the community right like you've been doing how long have you guys been doing so your podcast the podcast started in 2015 wow and you're right i mean that's it's really i think it was it was a kentucky bourbon festival uh, last year, some lady had been to our booth a few times and towards the end, I, I forget exactly what her name was, but she brought out the business card, found her, whatever. And she's got a bunch of barrels and all this sort of stuff. And she goes, you know, you all are probably the most interesting people here because mm -hmm. a lot of people build a brand and try to find an audience. Yeah. Like you all already had an existing audience and then built a brand off it. So, I mean, that's the great thing is we had customers on day one, mm -hmm. right? Not a lot of people can say that. Correct. And, but the thing is we're also learning is that the podcast, granted, we are the largest whiskey podcast. We reach around 50,000 people every single month uh, mm -hmm. through the show. That's awesome. 50,000 unique listeners. We do about 180,000 downloads a month. Jeez. Yeah, last year was like 2.2 million downloads or something. Dude, that's like that. impressive. Well, it's fun. I mean, it's 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 one of those things that at one point we thought we were going to stop, 
and it's because all this it's burnout right it's your how hard can you keep going and not get paid to do stuff and like where's the roi but we finally got over some of those humps but yes it's just one of those really cool things to see that not only do we have a community that's being built around it but it is still a very small community at the end of the day so we're branching out and trying to find broader consumers that aren't the true whiskey geek and enthusiast that if yeah. you're because if you're listening to bourbon podcast like you're you're in like mm-hmm. you're all in and so we have their ear but we've got to break beyond that and we've got to find the, the customers that are just that like bourbon in general yeah 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 okay so i've got a couple of rapid fire this podcast right we've got it. a couple of rapid fire questions for you all right let's go for it all right um desert island this is my favorite question to ask what is your desert island spirit? It's you, you're Gilligan, you're on an island, you got one spirit, what is it? Uh, you know I that mean, reference I just made? I'm losing, I lost like half the audience with that. They're like, what the hell is a Gilligan's, Gilligan's Island? At least, I'm not that old, man. Uh, it's like, I, I know who Gilligan's Island okay, is. Okay, all right. I know the three-hour tour. Yeah! I would say, you know, you gotta, when you're doing, you're on an island, like, it's gotta be some kind of rum. I mm. think that's just what it has to be. There's, I'm not... Not you know because rum you can make the tiki drinks everything like that and yeah. so if you're if I'm on a desert island I think that's probably where I want to go with okay yeah all right I, much I as much as I love my own whiskey you know it's it's not always gonna be the best when you're sitting there with your feet in the sand dude I don't know if you're gonna be making any tiki drinks either uh, on that desert island I'm just <laughs> saying, like, well you know you find a coconut you find a pineapple I'm sure we can figure something else out all right next question hmm I need to pull a fun one for you um. Ah, here's this general. I just want to know. Okay. You cocktail guy? I love cocktails. What's your favorite cocktail? The staple by far is a barrel-aged Manhattan. Now, mm. I will say, and I will go on record, and anybody that's looking for good vermouth, don't get me wrong, um, Antica, Koki, like, they're all great, but there is a brand called Starlino, and oh, yeah. it takes my cocktails to the next level, and okay. it's a, it's just a, a Italian vermouth. They mm-hmm. age everything in ex-bourbon barrels, so of course it's just going to make it feel a lot more richer and boozier and yeah. everything like that. And and by the way, and if you're making these like black walnut bitters, that's where it's at. Nice. You got to have it. Yeah, I, I love Sterling as well. I know. I remember. Um, I think Rabbit Hole did. Um, yes, they did a collaboration. Yeah, with them. collab with them. Mm-hmm. Like was it last year? Yeah, they did a yeah. rye, I think, in their X barrels or something like yeah. that. It was really good, uh, from what I recall. But yes, I'm I'm one of those people too. Is that I'm I'm a big fan of cocktails, experiencing cocktail culture at new restaurants and stuff like that. Because I very rarely will go to a restaurant and look at the back bar of whiskey and go, oh yeah, give me a Knob Creek. Like, yeah. We, I've had most of everything on there, and so I want to try a lot of new things. And and usually it's just through cocktails. Like that's what i want to do i kind of want to see what the what the how the restaurant puts their spin on an old-fashioned yeah. or whatever it's yeah. gonna be yeah yeah i love that as well all right so you are kind of like uh you're a, you're a double threat here you're a dual threat man so i'm going to ask you usually at this point i'm asking about kind of like one specific uh, uh um, area of the industry or the business but i'm gonna go in two different directions with you with this question because all right. you've run a, a successful podcast for a very long time in fact since 2015, uh, as a fellow podcaster, I've had four podcasts, a lot of episodes and all that. When I started um, our Business and Bourbon podcast back in, what was that, 2018-ish? There's something like 400,000 podcasts. Yeah, I think we're up to 2 million now. Like, yeah. Yes. Yeah, and up. so you were three, four years before that where there was less. So, like, you know, 
my question to you is, folks looking to get into the pool now, right? Looking for ways to, you know, to, to market their different ways to market their business, and maybe considering podcasting. What would be your advice for our members that are thinking about starting a podcast to help elevate their brand? I would say if you're looking for a way to put your money in the right way, you can sponsor us and we can run commercials on Bourbon Pursuit. <laughs> no, I mean, that's there is there is something to be said. Like we have we have some great sponsors and we feel like what we want to be able to do is we bring on the right sponsors. It's not just like anybody throws us money, we put them on like we mm-hmm. want to make sure it's a good relationship as well. And we can get your message out, like I said, to 50,000 people every single month. Like, it's really hard to do that on your own. And I will, by the way, and I, will, I always, I'm as open as I possibly can be. Like, you can go to Bourbon Pursuit's website. I put all the equipment and all the software we use and everything like that. So if you think that you want to get started, go and check it out. And you can see sort of, it's, it's a very low barrier to entry to get yeah. into podcasting. It's digital. All you do is you buy some equipment, you're off and running. It's everything that's afterwards. It's the time that's spent in post-production. It's the time that you spend trying to market it. It's the time you spend trying to find new listeners. There's just a, a lot of effort that goes into it. And to be fair, as to mentioned earlier, it was like, I had burnout. I hit burnout at one yeah. point where we did, I think, like 40 or 50 episodes. And I was like, like, what are we doing? Like, this isn't going anywhere. It's not getting any traction. And we kind of like let it die for a few weeks. And then all of a sudden we got people asking us on twitter and they go when's the next episode gonna be released mm. we're like all right well i guess people are really listening yeah so it, it kind of reinvigorated us a little bit and just know that people aren't going to be especially if you're in a brand doing this it's a it's a good way to give folks an insight into it and we ended up doing that too so uh, i hate free time so we started a second podcast as well <laughs> And it's called Behind the Pursuit. Okay. And it's all it's called Behind the Pursuit. Behind the Pursuit. Is that like from, a paid subscri- subscription? No, one it's all free. Um, it was actually a way for us to, because we're we, you know we have a bourbon brand and we're poor. We don't have good marketing, so we knew we could podcast. So we said, well, let's just start another podcast. Yeah. And it's all about the highs, lows, everything in between of launching your own bourbon brand. So we talk about what it's like to work with distributors, what it's like to source barrels, source glass, source whatever it is. Um, there's cultural topics. Like one of the last ones that we did was like, can whiskey be a lifestyle brand? Mm-hmm. And kind of really thinking about that because I know there's brands like Woodford Reserve, they're trying to break into it, but will it become a Yeti? Probably not, mm. right? So we're trying to figure out how does, can like that's just one idea, like there's just, tons of stuff that we take about or think about we have a whole running list of ideas and topics and episodes and so so interesting so make sure you guys make sure you're subscribing um okay so one piece of advice i'm here for one piece of advice they've started the podcast they've they've gone through everything marketing one piece of advice what's if you could give them one piece of advice for marketing what what would you say i would say before marketing it's always quality always quality I feel like that's probably where we messed up in Burn Pursuit was the very early days is not investing in the right equipment mm-hmm. that I mean, it's it's like, would you watch a YouTube video if the video is shaky? No, probably not. Right. And so you want to make sure you have good quality. And our first ones were us huddled around a mic, one microphone all talking into it. And yeah, we probably lost people in the very beginning because it was just the audio was crap. So I would say always make sure you put an emphasis on quality first. And then when it comes to marketing, I'm pretty sure a lot of the folks that are members 
they already have an email distribution list. Like they've been building up the customer base. And so that is a way that you get it out there, get it to market and get people to start subscribing on day one. We were, we're independent, so it's a little bit different. We were able to kind of rely on finding some influential people to have on our first like 10 episodes yeah. and having them go and reshare it out to their community that then got more eyeballs on us after that. So okay. it's, it's about making sure that you can either bring on the right guests that will potentially help give you a little, little, little push, a little bump, whatever mm-hmm. it is. And then, yeah. So it's just, well, that's great advice, man. And, um, that's something I, I would echo the quality piece. I think a lot of our members can, can really relate to that because it comes back to, to spirits as well. Like yes, it does. An, that's a theme that, that is just an overwhelming thing I hear amongst the ADI members of how they've focused, at least the, our most successful ones, how they've focused on quality and they've never really compromised on that part. They've made other decisions. They've made business decisions here and there and had to go in directions they didn't expect to go, but they never skimped on the quality of their product podcasting the same thing and i've been podcasting for for many years and many um um speaking engagements talking about it as well and i and i would echo that if you're going to step into the world make sure that you have the best quality audio that you you can you can have the best quality video because uh, again when you started i'm just guessing probably 250,000 podcasts you said around 2 million i believe that i'm hearing around from um pod track i think pod track yeah pod yeah. track that's I, one i'm of them. hearing somewhere closer to four okay so think about go. that if you're going to start you're going to get into this world of podcasting it's, it's noisy. really noisy yeah so if you're if you if if we if someone listens to your podcast and it's like scratchy and there's bad audio like they're checking <laughs> they're, out on like yeah, 30 they're not seconds gonna go, they're so not like, gonna revisit it yeah. yeah all right now my next question for you okay is around your brand so you launched your brand if you could go back and and and, and impart some wisdom to yourself oh, because God. you've learned a lot yeah. since you launched what would that one piece of advice be that you'd give to yourself don't put all the money in the liquid you got to put money in marketing as well oh wow and that was probably our our biggest thing is we looked at it and we said like how can we we want to create a good product we we were like oh we have an audience this will be easy we'll go ahead and get out there it'll sell and blah blah, blah. and then uh, you get it out there and it sells the first time and then you're like okay and we're plateaued like what do we do now and yeah. so then you got to put all the money into marketing and everything like that so uh, I would say that that was probably one of the things that we definitely overlooked starting out is that yes you could you could have the best whiskey in your bottle you could have fancy packaging you have all this other kind of stuff around it. But unless you have somebody that will go and sell it for you or market it or whatever it's going to be, it's going to sit there yeah. because people don't know about it. And it's, I've been telling and people already know this already. Like it's everything's built in this industry off the Costco model. You got to try before you buy. Mm-hmm. And that's the that's the part that we are learning firsthand really hard. Wow. Yeah. Great advice. I really appreciate that. Yeah. Um, so I, I, in some ways, Kenny, I feel like we're like in the, the battle of the radio voice, but you're winning. Your oh, radio voice, oh, man. Let me tell you something. Yeah, it's 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 some good stuff. I appreciate it, Ronald. <laughs> There's no reason. I'm, I'm here for you. <laughs> thanks for the compliments. This is this yeah, is the, this man. is a good ego hey, boost that on, I needed for the day. You come on 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 voices of distilling. You're gonna get some compliments, but they're they're well deserved, man. You got that nice silky radio voice. Okay, so I have a closing question for you. I'm here for it, and I call this the 
cool closing cool question whatever so yeah i think that, that's we're working on it it's a working title <laughs> okay put it put it back in chat chat bt see if it has any more titles <laughs> Let's for it chat, we go. <laughs> all right what's cool in your world right now man what are you working on that's cool um that you can share with yeah i mean our, our, the uh, one thing membership. that yeah for sure the one thing that we've really found for us you've seen the industry really shake up and blow up because of finishes and finished whiskey we didn't really want to go down that route necessarily because there's just you don't know what you're going to get but i have been incredibly impressed by uh, with you know like isc and interstave and a lot of these oak alternative types of products out there because for us one it's a lot more economical which for a poor broke startup is great but on the second hand is we start thinking of like waste um, like what goes into it i think it's a a, a much more uh, sustainable type of product that mm -hmm. i feel the industry should probably take a closer look at when you start buying or getting used or source barrels or something like that like a lot of these oak alternatives can impart really great flavor in a short amount of time and for us we really like it because our blend can still shine through mm -hmm. it doesn't get masked by um, overpowering flavors or stuff that was left in the barrel that you just didn't know about or anything mm -hmm. like that so we're we're really thinking like really looking the future of trying to figure out because that's the hard part in this business as well is like yeah you could have a good bourbon but the consumer has also changed and they want their bourbon to taste like something else is what it feels mm. like. And so this allows us to kind of not chase after something, but we can develop a product that really fits our mantra of what we're wanting to do because we just don't want it to go to the nth degree. We want it to still be true. And like I said, let the blend shine through because at the end of the day, we still want the whiskey to be king. Yeah. Even if you have to get from, you know, whether it's a wine finish or uh, anything like that, you still want the whiskey to shine through and not just be an overpowering thing. So like I said, I really think right now in this space, that is a, that's a cool thing to be looking at, especially if you are a small outfit like us yeah. and you're looking at something that's going to be much more economical and in my opinion, more sustainable for the future as well. Okay. Listen, Kenny, I could do this like all day. Like I'm really, I've really enjoyed this conversation with you. Um, thanks for coming and hanging out with I'm us. I know so you're excited. busy here at the conference and meeting with some of our suppliers and meeting some of our distillers. As we're as you're walking up, your your fan base is already out there <laughs> wanting to, to, to engage with you. So it's like it's like I you know you travel halfway across the country to come here and you see the same people from back home. <laughs> <laughs> but I've, I've really enjoyed this and I appreciate it, guys. I want to make sure that you're you're following Kenny and Kenny. What's the best way if people want to do business with you? They want to connect with you. What's the best way to do that? Yeah, so I mean, you can check out Bourbon Pursuit, bourbonpursuit.com. Uh, there's information about how to subscribe to the show and check all that out. If you want to learn more about our other brand, pursuitspirits.com, but you can always send me an email, Kenny at pursuitspirits.com, and I'm always glued to it, so you'll get a response in probably a day. Fantastic. And guys, we'll have all that information in the show notes as well. So, hey, Kenny, again, appreciate you for hanging out with, with us. Thank you so um, much, Ronald. Really appreciate you, you guys for hanging out with us. If you're not a member of ADI, what are you doing? Join. <laughs> We're waiting for you. I'm even, a, a, I'm even a member. I'm a podcast. Right? We've got a cozy seat right next to us waiting for you. All you got to do is go to distilling.com, become a member. If you are a member, it's time to get engaged. Look, our industry, it's, it's, it's competitive. There's a lot of change. You need community. 
Check in with your community, get engaged, get educated, get inspired, um, share stories like Kenny, Kenny shared with us with others, inspire them, motivate them. It's all about community, guys. So I appreciate you for hanging out with us. Like, share, comment, all that good stuff. Tell your friends. And I look forward to seeing you again, at, or rather in Baltimore, for those of you that aren't here in Vegas, we'll see you in Baltimore next year. Um, but until next time, we'll see you. Cheers. Bye-bye. As we conclude another episode of Voices of Distilling, we want to extend our deepest gratitude to you, our cherished listeners. Your support is the lifeblood of our show, and we are endlessly thankful for each and every one of you. If you've enjoyed our conversation today, please take a moment to rate and review our podcast. It truly helps others discover these spirited stories. And if you wish to further support our mission, consider becoming a member of the American Distilling Institute. As a member, you'll dive deeper into the world of distilling, gain access to exclusive content, be a part of our dynamic annual conference, and immerse yourself in a community where knowledge and passion converge. Visit our website, distilling.com, for more details on how you can benefit from membership and contribute to the vibrant tapestry of distilling. Until our glasses clink again, remember, every drop has a story, every voice a passion. Raise your glass and cheers to the heart of distilling. Mm -hmm.